You are listening to a podcast of the Christian Counseling and Educational Foundation. CCEF is committed to restoring Christ to counseling and counseling to the church. You can find our podcasts, books, articles, videos, and many more resources for Christ-centered pastoral care at our website, ccef.org. Hi, welcome to CCEF On The Go. I'm your host, Alastair Groves, a faculty member here at CCEF. Today I'm talking with my colleague, Mike Emlett, also faculty member here at CCEF. Mike, uh, welcome. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Mike, a uh, question I want to ask you today and explore together for a bit is a question um, I actually talked about with David Pallison a bit ago, and then we had an episode with Nancy Guthrie as well, and it's just been um, it's been intriguing and I, I think valuable to explore very personally what our relationship with, with Scripture looks like. Uh, our whole ministry here is founded on the idea that Scripture has something to say to all of us all the time that it lives and breathes and is meant to to live in us. So I guess I wanted to get a little bit of a sense of how you personally find yourself engaging scripture. Um, would you start by sharing a little bit about what is your personal daily kind of interaction with, with scripture? Like what do you what do you do? What do you not do? Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you approach that? Well it uh, it ver- it's really varied a lot uh, over over the years and even over months. Uh, I think probably the most consistent thing that I do is read a psalm a day. That's probably a baseline uh, that's that I've done for for years, um, and then in addition to that, then it's it's really varied. Uh, sometimes it's been reading larger chunks of scripture in terms of the you know reading through scripture over over a period of time uh, to get through the Bible and you know usually two a to week three or years. two weeks yeah yeah a week right. yeah um, that's only happened once or twice uh, mm-hmm. but um, in the last six months yes exactly. Um, so that or um, now more recently, because I always find sometimes that there's this, um, this tension between trying to be exposed to the breadth of Scripture, mm-hmm. because I think that's really important in obviously in personal life, but also in ministry to be able to draw upon the breadth of Scripture. The tension between that and so reading large chunks of Scripture and then just camping out uh, in in a particular passage or book and so that tension I sometimes you know bounce between and so now more recently uh, in addition to the reading a psalm a day I've been studying first Thessalonians so I've been camping out more in that in that particular book um, and then maybe one other thing that I've done although not as uh, not over the last several months is our, our church uh, puts out a a morning and evening prayer guide, which is a combination of, um, you know, uh, liturgy, prayer liturgies, and uh, and particular scriptures to read. So there have been seasons where I've done that uh, in in addition to my psalm reading. Hmm. Um, I've always been intrigued by by that. And I, I figure if I follow up too far on that, we're going to get into a two-hour conversation on, on how liturgy functions. But will you say a little bit about your experience of that? I, I've always I've always been, uh, well, let me back up a step. I, my default growing up assumption of how these things worked was each person did their own little thing, and that was, you know, you, 
you weren't even really supposed to talk about the fact that you had devotions because that was sort of proud. And Jesus said, go in your closet and don't tell anyone what you're doing. And so there was sort of this, put your arm around your paper and don't let the student next to you see what you're writing kind of feel to quiet times and devotions. Um, and and uh, But realizing like, hey, there are whole pieces of the church in history who have read things together. Mm-hmm. And people going through things on a on the same pace and morning and evening doing things together. Well, I know that's been on your heart and mind. Will you say a little bit about that experience? Sure. I, well, I think you're you're highlighting one of the... Um, one of the realities of that that you're 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 actually aware that you're that you're doing something communally. So not not simply just hear the the members of my church uh, who are doing this, but actually these these liturgies for you know, morning and evening prayer are being used worldwide, and the same scriptures are being read worldwide. So there's there's something incredibly well, humbling about that, yeah. as well as, as as powerfully communal about that. Um, so, and and I've also found that that there there are times when I'm when I'm doing that more solo individualistic uh, reading that I don't always pivot as I should or want to into prayer. Whereas there's a built-in, you know. Prayers and that that come as a result of using those those liturgies. So I've actually found um, that that's been a helpful stimulus to the um, connecting of reading scripture and, and prayer. Hmm. Is there an app for that, Mike? That you have that you recommend, or is this? Uh, are, are you old school? You get an email, and you have to open it and click. There's yes, there's an email from our church that that comes uh, twice a day. I'll have to talk to our friend Jimmy and see if we can rustle up something to link to that has a a link to a plan that's being used by the Church Universal. But um, Mike, will you say um, one more word about what you've already shared, and then I want to ask a little bit about what you do when when it's not flowing, but. Um, First Thessalonians and, and Psalms, are you reading those in the same way? Are you reading them in different ways? It sounds like you're doing something a bit different with Psalms than what you're doing when you try to expose yourself to breadth in, in First Thessalonians. How do you describe the difference? Yeah, with, with Psalms, I'm, I'm simply using that as an opportunity to, that, that I view that more as here's the invitation to come into, into, the, Lord's, uh, into the Lord's presence. Um, and as I, as I look at First Thessalonians, I'm asking, at least as I'm studying it, more specific questions about, so I'm spending more time in, I guess, more in-depth study, whereas with the Psalms, I may obviously linger on a particular phrase or something may capture me. Um, and one of the things I usually do also during uh, those devotional times is if a particular verse or phrase captures me, I'll, I'll write it down because that tends to stay with me uh, longer throughout the day. But I think when, I, when I'm looking at at least First Thessalonians, I'm asking so some of the questions I'm asking, what is, what is Paul doing with the Thessalonians? How is he, how is he ministering to them? What are the themes that he's, that he's highlighting? Those are things that I'm asking at least this time as I'm as I'm looking at it. Hmm. Uh, what what do you do when it's an off day when you're struggling when it's not resonating and I mean it, excuse me if you have those days um, I've heard some people do and yeah, I thought you might be one of them. Uh, now what what do you do when when it's dry when you're having trouble accessing it when it's not immediately just grabbing your heart? 
Well, I think certainly I have those days. Um, and certainly I have days that I don't uh, spend time in Scripture. Uh, and, the, and I think a couple things. One, um, you realize that, at least for me, I'm, I've realized over the years that actually what this is, is it's a missed opportunity uh, to uh, fellowship with the Lord and to, to hear from Him um, as opposed to this big, you know, ah, I didn't, you know, I didn't have my right. however many consecutive, that, you know, yep. devotional times. Um, so, so I think the, there's a freedom in that, um, but it's a, but it's a missed opportunity. Um, but on the days when I'm, I'm reading, and, and maybe there, there are fact, several factors that might be going on. So maybe I'm, maybe I'm tired. Uh, maybe there, there are a number of things on my, on my mind. Uh, related to the day ahead that make it just more difficult to to engage. Uh, I've found it simply persevering uh, in sticking, you know, I, I may read something through once or twice, you know, a small passage that I'm looking at, and it just, it feels like nothing's bubbling. Um, but it becomes an opportunity to pray for the, for the Spirit to enlighten and to illumine comes an opportunity to pray about those things that may be crashing in that are that are distracting me from from focusing it becomes an opportunity to ask God to take what I'm reading and actually press it into those realities that are that are crashing in so I think you know persevering in that and then realizing that even if you know I come away from from a time in scripture where it felt like nothing has really connected deeply that that the, the there's value uh, in in doing that there's value in sitting before the Lord and seeking to hear his his word so even if my own personal experience is one more of dryness you know it's dry toast rather than oh this this is a gourmet breakfast here um there's god is through his spirit nourishing me even if i'm not maybe aware of what that's about what's going on there yeah i mean i'm intrigued even just the way you're phrasing it mike of i am when stuff comes crashing in and it's distracting to me etc i am praying about it um i think my instinct would often have been to pray that I would stop getting distracted or maybe not even pray at all, but just be like, oh, I shouldn't be thinking about that. Like, I need to just think about the Bible. And it seems like you're actually allowing Bible and life to intersect, even if the impetus for that is the fact that it's crashing in rather than intentional. Now I will think about this issue in my life that I want to bring the Scripture to bear on, which feels very simple but but very um, reorienting from a way that, that I have often approached that. I think there's... Because I, I think that yeah, there's more fluidity there than I, um, or I think that's helpful to have to realize that there there is fluidity there. And I think something I remember when I read uh, Paul Miller's *A Praying Life*, I was struck in the same way where how much reality can crash in on a time of prayer. Well, pray about those things, you know, that that re- those realities that are crashing in, rather than seeing them as distractions from the real business of praying well that is the real business so I think in a similar way when that's happening as I'm as I'm reading scripture hmm. Hmm. I um, <clears throat> I remember the other thing you're saying that triggered something for me was um, saying it, it doesn't happen 
every day, and that is not. Um, I you're saying I, you're, you seem to be choosing not to view that in the categories of success and failure, streak versus breaking the streak, um, but rather in the category of yeah, it is unfortunate when I don't. Um, but I the the analogy I've been using that I think sounds uh, in line with what you're saying is I've I've been realizing <clears throat> I want to see having daily devotions like having daily bread. And in the same way that if I missed lunch because I was busy or because I got distracted, uh, and I rarely get distracted and miss a meal, which I think right there is a helpful <laughs> yeah. furthering of oh, analogy. Yeah. Like, okay, if I'm not too busy to have breakfast or lunch, like then that probably says something about how much time I have to pull in even a little bit of scripture to my life. But, but when I miss a meal... I don't afterwards say like, oh, man, I missed a meal. I'm such a bad person. Like I need to be more disciplined. Like I, I, I have this obligation to eat lunch. I, I go, I'm hungry. <laughs> you know, I want to eat next yes. time. Um, and I think if I, w- I want to come away from, from my experience, whether or not I have read saying, I want more of that. I want to have that. I want to be hungry for it yeah. rather than I want to uh, slap myself on the hand for not having accomplished uh, the task that, you know, was on my checklist of things to do during the day. Yeah. Yeah. The, I, I, what, one of the things that comes to mind when you say that is um, uh, Jeremiah fifteen sixteen, where uh, Jeremiah says, when your words came, I ate them. They were my joy and my heart's delight for I bear your name, O Lord God Almighty. And that's, that's what I want. That's my, in a sense, aspiration in engaging with, uh, with the Lord uh, through through his word that they would yeah those those words would be nourishment they would be my my heart's delight i would i would feed on them and when that doesn't happen the, again as you say it's not a, it's not a matter of uh you know this huge failure as much as well i i i need nourishment i need i need living water i need the bread of life and i want to want to engage right i want to eat i want to sit and eat and and have this be a delight, uh, not a not a not a mere duty. It, it is a duty to to take in the scriptures, just as it's a duty to take in food. But um, for most of us, it is more something that our hearts draw us toward, and that's what we want with food, and that's what we want with yeah. with scripture. Um, Mike, thinking about um, well, thinking about our conference being living scripture, and uh, you know, you and I have both been thinking about that of late. Um, and thinking about what it means to to live out scripture, would you be willing to share an example, uh, if there's one on the top of your mind for any time recently, of just what what is something that scripture has done in you of late? What's what's a specific time when a psalm or First Thessalonians just moved out into your day? Uh, if all th- if all theology is practical theology, what what's something that's been practical recently for you? I. I would say the most recent thing. This has been within you know the last few days in in studying First Thessalonians. One of the things that um, that that I noticed in Paul spends a lot of time, in a sense, talking about his uh, their his ministry, the apostolic ministry among them, and how they responded to the gospel and. Really, the first couple chapters is is devoted to that, and it's why is that? And there's a it in and I think it's First uh, Thessalonians two one. Basically, Paul uses the the terminology so basically so that you may know that this hasn't been in vain. Um, 
that, and I think that might be capturing why he's spending so much time. And 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 it started me thinking about well, why, why might I or we um, wonder? You know, has this has this been in vain? Um, and I think this is true for the Thessalonians as well. But they they seem to be having a lot of affliction. Certainly, when the word came to them initially, it, they received it in the midst of affliction. But there, there may have been ongoing kind of pressure, you know, like, so you've, you know, re, you know, forsaken these idols to follow the living God, really? Well, what has he done for you lately? You know, what, is it, what does that look like? And I think, so it just prompted an examination in my own, in my own heart. So like, what, when might I be tempted to wonder? Um, and I think affliction probably is one of those places. Suffering is one of those places uh, and in particularly in my life over the last you know number of months, I feel like that that has been a place of you know wrestling like um, how long O oh Lord uh, and the the temptations perhaps towards uh, towards doubt and wonderment of or wondering about God's God's purposes. So there is one place. So as Paul's ministering to the Thessalonians and highlighting. The, the work uh, that God has done in their lives and the response that's that's taken place and encouraging him in that um, that that's not just if you will encouragement in a vacuum he, he it's toward an end point of establishing them keeping them firm in the faith and amidst probably at least one of those things where they might have been tempted to think eh, this is in vain is the afflictions that they were facing Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that even that, that language. It's not in vain. The Christian life is not in vain. There is there is purpose, and I feel like so often that is, I, I, in the way you're putting it, it's just making a ton of sense to me. That affliction raises the question of purpose, and um, how long, O oh Lord, and, and why, O oh Lord, and where is this going? Um, yeah. Mike, will you just will you pray for uh, for two of us and for anyone else who may happen to stumble across our conversation uh, that that we would be people who uh, who do persevere and come to Scripture, whether that's easy or hard, and, and who would be changed by that? Sure, love to. Father, we're we're grateful that you have uh, that you have given us uh, your word, and we're. We're thankful that uh, your word is uh, is truth and uh, life, um, because it is ultimately uh, through uh, through Jesus uh, that we, as the word, uh, that we have your words to us. And so, we thank you for that, and we pray that we would have the. Uh, the the perseverance and the the desire and the the affection to uh, to connect uh, with you through your word and Lord would you be would you be pleased to uh, show us more of who you are uh, through our study and engagement with your word um, not as a not as an end in itself of, of knowledge but that it might transform us and deepen our relationship with you and with one another. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. 
If you go on ccef.org, there's about 17 pages worth of Mike thinking well about scripture. But I thought I would link to one particular resource on the website, which is actually a conversation that he and I had some time ago on Psalm 42 and Psalm 43. It's a podcast, and we have creatively named it Psalm 42 and 43 with Mike Emlett. Uh, if you want to download that, it'll be available on our website, ccef.org podcast, and you can find the link to that right in the link for today's episode. I always like to invite people. If you have questions uh, or thoughts for us on the podcast, don't hesitate to reach out. We're available at podcast at ccef.org. Thanks for listening. Till next time, blessings. Blessings.